Hey everyone, and welcome to another weekly catch up podcast. It is Wednesday, May 6, 2020, and this is the 31st installment of our humble little show. My name is Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B. Rad Colvin. That'd be me, man. How you doing? Good. How are you? Chilling. Good to see you. Nice to see you. You got a fresh little updo, fresh little fade. Yeah, you know, it was getting a little hot out there. Uh, who did that? My stepdad. <sighs> Gotta meet this guy. Yeah. We open back up Friday for haircuts, baby. Yeah. We got a lot to get into this week. Some of us are uh, back to work and play. Others are still sheltered in place. Uh, we've got some birthdays, some holidays, some listeners to hear from, hmm. maybe some original music, Ooh. shout outs. So we got a lot to get into. Are you ready to get into it? Yeah, man. Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had It could be sports, religion, politics We keeping the tabs You would think they work for Gucci How they deep in they bag Get your facts up On Wednesday we'll be counting the stats up So turn the volume up till it's maxed up You know the drill So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up And chill, we back up This is the weekly catch up And we're back. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, deja vu all over again. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, What's the haps, paps? <laughs> well, uh, today was a actually really busy day for me. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. As if every day isn't, but it was a particularly busy day. I feel like you've been having some good work-life balance here as of late. Yeah. So what happened today? Um, we had a virtual visitation day at school virtual visit why does it sound like you're an old folks home well it was visitation day where prospective students and parents come in and you know if they're like middle schoolers eighth grade graduating looking for a high school uh today would have been the day that they would have come to our school interesting um, and we would have had activities for them so instead we had them all on zoom and had them go from classroom to classroom and i gave my little spiel showed a lot of the different projects that i've done out uh, throughout the year with my students and uh just kind of told them how you know my class operates, and that was that. But uh, just kind of prepping for that, and then we also uh, this week is Teachers Appreciation Week, and so uh, our home and school provided lunch for us. And then on top of that, um, the school that I taught at in Maryland, one of my old coworkers messaged me a couple days back and asked if I could surprise some of my old students uh, with a Zoom guest appearance. And so I did that for about an hour today as well. Oh wow! Just making the rounds. Yeah. Lots of uh, lots of zooming. Yeah, zoom, zoom. So were you walking around CTA with like your laptop to for display or how? Um, that so we had two students come in today who are part of our SA body, student association, and they went from classroom to classroom, um, you know, kind of talking with all the teachers and then giving them the lowdown. But how was it zoomed? Like uh, through one of their phones, we were through yeah. a phone. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. So, how many how many prospective students uh, put eyes on you? So, uh, in our Zoom session, not including our current students or staff, we had uh, fifty six people, and which is actually really good because our classes average about thirty, um, thirty thirty five, and so uh, yeah. Not pretty good crowd. Nice. And then we also recorded the whole session for others to check out um, later on. 
on the CTA Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> their we- the website. Okay. But, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, well, man. that's cool. Yeah. I guess if you end up with a class of 30 or 35, you're going to have to recruit, you know, 60% of something like that. I'm bad at math, but if you had 56 prospects walk through the door, so to speak today, yeah. Um, were they mainly coming from Adventist elementary or what uh, there were, there were some uh, public school kids as well. Um, but yeah, I would say that most of them come from like our uh, sister school, the, the little uh, middle school that we have KAS and, and then, you know, there are some ad- smaller Adventist schools in Joshua and Crowley and different stuff like that. So, yeah, it was, it was nice. And then, and then on top of that, we already have, like, students that are f- for sure coming and, like, have already given their first payment for next school year, too. So Nice. Yeah. Tracking to open in August, September or whatever? Yeah. So there's been a little bit of buzz about uh, potentially starting early and then... I guess technically, uh, the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas is considered flu season. And so there's, uh, I heard this yesterday, there's talks of, you know, going on Thanksgiving break and then not coming back until New Year's. Man, could we all get on that schedule, please? That would be wild. I don't know how I feel about it. Man, I'd feel pretty good, huh? I mean, for Would the first couple of weeks. July? Like, or? Uh, I think like the first week of August. Oh, yeah. I'd take that deal all day. Because you know why? I'm going to work every day through December 31st regardless. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I mean, this is one of the big perks of being a teacher in my head. Like, I, I always feel like a shout out to our friend Sierra. She's always done it the best. Like, yeah. Teachers always have big aspirations for how they're going to spend their summers. And she just, you know, books consecutive travel, you know, back to back to back. And she'll go. She went with the um, shout out to her friend Grizz. They well, we all went on the same European trip, but mm-hmm. uh, Shelly went for a week, week and a half. John and I went for like two weeks, two and a half weeks. And then all the teacher girls uh, plus Nicole, <laughs> uh, they all went to for like another they were there for six weeks cumulative or okay. something. They were there a long, long time. Yeah. So um, those summer breaks and then that increasingly, you have a cool situation with, uh, what did you have, like a winter break or? A, yeah, yeah. So called? we stopped taking off like on those uh, Friday or Monday holidays, um, just like the one-offs and we accumulated a whole week. So we had a winter break in late January, early February. Um, and we had the whole week off, so that was cool. That's what's up. Yeah, man. I but we're having to make show revisions for that or something of that nature. So yeah, yeah, because I had gone to Seattle. So you didn't really have real class today. It was mainly no. I still had classes. Oh, okay. This was yeah. Um, we did visit visitation day afterward. Okay. Yeah, I gotcha. Yep. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so did all that, and it was really nice catching up with my students from Maryland. They, oh, yeah, they were I cracking jokes about with that. me, and uh, yeah, it was it was really nice. It's funny because you don't you don't reference that school a whole whole lot. It doesn't um, seem not to be too the much. Brightest. I mean, it was just a different atmosphere. Like I've I've talked before about um, the mentoring aspect is different whenever it's middle school compared to high school. Like I'm just. I prefer preparing students for... What grade did you teach there? uh, Sixth through eighth. Oh. And I was also teaching history and religion there, um, which were my minors. So I had the chance to flex those, which was cool. But 
um, literature and, you know, English is my passion. So um, that's probably why I'm a little bit more hype talking about high school English and teaching that. Well, heck yeah. That makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Okay. Yep. Um, let's see what else. And then I do have a little bit of news. I've, I've kind of been making moves. Oh yeah. Making moves in, yeah. in the streets in the night. Uh, well, I, I don't know how to answer that. Um, right. I have submitted a formal letter and have received three letters of recommendation that I have sent to Southwestern Adventist University to enter the master's program. Oh, snap. Yeah, man. Congrats, dude. Yeah. So, and I've actually talked with uh, the registrar there and, uh, you know, the academic people that I need to. And they were kind of like, okay, well, as soon as these forms are in, like by the end of the week, you should be able to, you know, start picking classes and everything. So it's kind of our, it's an unofficially, it's unofficially a done deal. Yeah. Holy crap, dude. So we're going to have a, a real-time Southwestern Adventist University student on this podcast every week? Like, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't even know how I so, feel about that. <laughs> no, it's going to be good because now, I love how the now I'm going to get all the dirt. Now I'm going to get all the dirt. hate on every single week, you're like, I'm going to get a master's there. <laughs> um, I'm getting the degree for free, so. You didn't mention that part. Uh, yeah. Oh, and so this is part of the Adventist comp package, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. Interesting. And it's online classes, so oh. I'm chilling. I, I cheapen online school in my head, and I don't know why. That's fine. Um, it I mean, also doesn't matter where you get your master's, per yeah. se, especially if you're going to stay in the Adventist faith, and the fact that you're getting it free, congrats, dude. dude. In person or online, either way, my paycheck increases the same amount, so I'd rather take it online. Because it, they pay you, and then you pay SWAU? No, so the conference pays all teachers who have a, a master's degree more than oh, regular. Really? Oh, yeah. How much yeah, more? That's, um, like percentage wise, en- enough for me to be back enrolled at, at Southwestern. How long is this going to take you? Um, so it depends on how many hours uh, I continue taking, but I th- I think I could be done in like three summers, and then I could always take classes like during the year. Um, but I want to see how these first summer classes go, uh, so I can kind of, uh, I guess consider the workload once I see how it is. Wow, dude. You know, Grissa has a master's too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like okay. she, she's a low key master's grad. Some That's people great. are like more caught up. Like I think if you have like an MBA, uh-huh. sometimes it's a. I don't know. It seems like all of you teachers do it for the con ed and the additional paycheck and optionality. It sounds yeah. like because I'm like, doing it for the pay. Wouldn't you be more qualified to go to the collegiate level after receiving a master's, yep. or yeah. do you have to go get a PhD to do that? Um, they would obviously prefer someone with a PhD, but there are definitely teachers, uh, even at Southwestern that just have their masters. Um, I'm getting my masters in educational leadership, which would allow me to even, you know, potentially open doors to work at the conference, which you, I mean, you've heard my frustrations even within the last couple, uh, weeks over how I think things can be ran better. And, Oh my well, goodness! That dude. has kind of inspired me to go this route. <laughs> if I'm being real, you are so Adventist. Like I didn't even know you're going to go work for the conference and then be on this podcast. Yeah, 
Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you worried? I'm Why am I worried? <laughs> I'm sleeping with the with the enemy here. Uh, we're trying to bring truth to the world, and you're like, I'm gonna go work for the conference. No, man. <laughs> I said I'm gonna change that. Oh, I'm not gonna it's get an changed. inside job. Like, yeah. I can change him though. I can change her. I can See? Change them. See, you just want me to be complacent. No, no, not at all. I mean, will I feel? Um, I won't feel like a loser because you'll have a, a master's and I won't because, you know, in some ways, it, when you sell a million dollars a year or go to YC or something like that, that's kind of a master's, but yeah. not really. It's kind of a master's in the school of hard knocks a little bit um, and like practical know-how and the right people get it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely helpful to have that nice little MBA with a marketing emphasis from UT Austin, right? like in person on campus. Like, yeah, I golf there. I went to that watering <laughs> hole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, and I'd be interested in, in feedback that you've gotten or the, even the audience has gotten on this one. Cause isn't there a difference? Like if you show up to the golf course with like all UT golf club covers and a UT hat and all of this, and somebody's like, you go to UT and nah. they're like, yeah, U- UT Dallas. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's not real. <laughs> UT Dallas online. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Is this a stretch that you're a Longhorn fan to this extent? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't play that game, you right. know, like you need to be on the main campus. This is why it goes back to the whole Harvard <laughs> online thing. Like is Harvard or Yale, Harvard and Yale, whenever they're online. It's all prestigious, man. Like it's just, it's name brand, dude. I've been talking about name brand like a lot with uh, my high schoolers and, and um, just how they put so much effort into like appearing cool. And it's like, well, you're going to do that. Like you're going to buy these hundred you know hundred dollars worth of supreme or champion or whatever's cool that week yeah and uh, (laughs) just to be like these hype beasts uh when okay so i'll be real right now hype beasts um yo dog give me that supreme it made me hype i came to school with a pair of yeezys right which which are the shoes by kanye west and students all year have been like, dude, those are sick. They're amazing. Like giving me props and everything, thinking I'm like the coolest. <laughs> these, are, these are off brand, dude. I got them off Amazon for 30 bucks. Oh, you little liar. No, no. <laughs> I, I actually told my students last week because it was part of like, I don't like, I just Now wanna... that you don't see me anymore, I well, can go ahead and tell you. No, it, it, it had to do. We've been reading uh, a book that's kind of. Uh, just talking about you know character and <laughs> it's called someone ripped off my Yeezys. <laughs> no, but it was just talking about like how we want to be perceived by other people and how we feel pressured to have like the coolest stuff. And what's it called? Uh, well, so it's a book by C.S. Lewis called The Screwtape Letters. Oh yeah, yeah. It's written from the perspective of famous. demons and how they're trying to influence their patient or their human to uh, stray away from God. And it's really like, uh, and one of the letters just talks about like how they use material items to, to have them to focus on um, instead of just looking at their core value. Um, anyway, so that's why I kind of got into the whole lesson. I, was, I told my students, I was like, you know, you guys are pressured like on Instagram and everything to like le- live these cool lives. And I was like, you guys thought it was awesome whenever I came with those shoes. And I'll be honest, like you, you couldn't even tell the difference. And they were only 30 bucks for me. And it's like, so really... Uh, who cares about the brand? <laughs> like you, all you care about is the name on it. You're like, Hey guys, you know why? Like how the last nine months or so I've been walking around letting you guys think I was the <laughs> illest. Well, I'm not. MF alive. <laughs> like I was yeah. lying. And it's a lesson that we should all take from this book that we're now reading. Listen, 
Your boy's about to be a master's grad. Yeah. <laughs> it's time that you start giving me the respect. C.S. Lewis. I, guess. I, don't, I like C.S. I don't know Lewis. if that's what I was going for. But... I read all the Narnia books growing up. Yeah. Great um, books. But I was always like, I don't know, borderline aroused by the White Witch. Like... <laughs> Any any woman villain, like I just was kind of like, yeah, she's terrible, but also like I feel like we've gone down this road before I in know, a previous. I know episode. it just it reminded me, and yeah, I think Tilda Swinton is not all that, but no. was she the one in Up in the Air? Uh, I think so. I think so with George Clooney. No, that wasn't her. Uh, it was um, I don't know. She was in Benjamin Button. The woman in uh, I don't know why they reminded me of each other. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, we don't know. Uh, well, all cool updates, dude. Like, congrats. So, um, yeah. So I'll I'll give a, another announcement whenever it's actually official. But uh, I feel like I'm in the clear enough to be able to say it. Who's left over there? Is Dineski still there? Or oh yeah. Wooly? Yeah, Dineski's there. Wooly is not. Wooly retired. Um, I believe Lowy is still there. Um, is that the woman? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah, but the whole English department besides those two, I think, looks completely different. Was Bowser in the English department? No, nah, she was history. I don't know if she's still there or not. Okay. <laughs> Is she anywhere? <laughs> yeah. Audience. Any, anywho, um, some of them, Heston's cracking up right now. <laughs> He's yeah. probably driving down the road somewhere in between Canadian and Red River. Yeah. You know, he... He's such a renaissance entrepreneur man and sometimes presents himself as though he would like to attain not more corporate employment, but be on more of a team. And he's got his own thing going right now that uh, I think needs to get funded and needs to get a team around it. But I always just call him and I say, dude, I'm like, you don't want no part of this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you, you have the most enchanted life where you can generate revenue and manage these businesses and do all of this from afar. And mm -hmm. You know, whenever he went up to Red River for COVID, I had said, when are you coming back? And he was like, honestly, dude, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, oh, I just crave that. You know, like I can barely sneak away for two and a half hour round of golf anymore. Mm. You saw me when you showed up today. Like, yeah, you were out there swinging away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about you. So I kind of gave you an update. So this past weekend, like. Were you kind of just like tied up or were you just uh, hanging out? <laughs> um, so I got to go out like we we kind of reopened a little bit here in Texas. So yeah. I went to dinner Friday. Um, that was cool. Here's the thing that I'm like. I went to dinner Friday at a restaurant and then I, I go to the golf course Saturday morning and I go in my normal entrance and it's like blocked off. And they're like, you can't come in here without a mask. Like and my guy. Uh, one of my main clubhouse guys over there at my home course, my home course was open for the first time in like seven weeks. Wow. The last time I played there, I did so illegally. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Hid from a chopper that was overhead. <laughs> um, oh, goodness. There was no holes cut in the greens. I think I told that story. But anyway, my guy was like, hey, Carson, you can't come in here. But um, he's like, I don't have a, uh, a single that can go out for another hour. And then he goes, wait a second, give me your money. And so I give him my money. He brings me out my change and he goes, you're going to tee off immediately. Like you're going to join the group that already teed off on one. Mm. And he goes and hauls, butt, gets in a golf cart, takes off down hole one, goes and notifies the group on the green that I'll be joining them. And I just cut the line and tee off immediately. Like I park mm -hmm. 60 seconds later, I'm hitting my tee shot. So this dude is going to get a bottle of cab <laughs> or something for Christmas because he is the l most legit dude. Like, yeah. 
I love having, I was talking to Michael about this. Um, I went to the park after golf on Saturday. <laughs> I was just out all weekend. I went to the park after golf and we were talking and I was, we were both saying how much we love having a rapport at places that we frequent, mm-hmm. even if it's just like a restaurant or your favorite donut shop or your golf course, yeah. like having people that know you by name and oh dude it's great it's the best dude, yeah that. like whenever i was in maryland uh i would have trivia nights on wednesday nights and uh we got to know like all the staff there and everything and so i would show up and there would be like free appetizers just waiting for me i'm like this is the dream that's what's up yeah i love that um so what place did you choose uh for your first outing to to eat out at so I actually uh, didn't choose it. Um, oh, okay. My my friend Nicole chose that. Um, shout out to Pastor Nicole. What'd you choose, Nicole? Uh, she chose some place called Gabriella and Sophia's. I think it's mm. like it was a uh, build as a Tex-Mex joint, okay. and it was. And um, I had called. Um, I, it's a twenty five percent capacity thing, so I knew this. A lot of places were taking reservations, or were going to be line out the door, or whatever. And so I had called and they were like, oh, yeah, the patio will be open. I'm like picturing this place and I pull up and it's like in a strip center next to a Tom Thumb. And I was oh. like, all right, I see you. This must be a bomb place. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, Gotta love those hole in the walls. It, it was good. And um, there was only like two, three active tables in the whole joint. Like the servers come, come up to us with uh, masks on. Mm-hmm. We had to eat. It was basically like eating to go inside of a restaurant. <laughs> okay. Like they were paper menus. The, the servers wore masks. They We had to eat like on plastic silverware. With, oh. Like like I, I asked for salt to salt the chips and they go, the little packet inside of your to-go silverware <laughs> spork thing. <laughs> that should suffice. That's, that's your salt. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but then the next day um, when we got done at the park, so I go and play golf in the morning. I go to the park all afternoon. We play catch. Sure. Uh, we had like I think Shell Bell, Michael, uh, Perry, um, Grizz, uh, Big Grizz, Original Grizz, Ashley Grizz. Yeah. Um, maybe that might have been it. I think I missed Checkers and her her man. Um, they were there before. The ever elusive. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was upset that I missed her. I haven't yeah. met her new man yet. But well, we went cool. to we went to dinner, all of us after the park. Like later that evening, and we decided we, Shelly was really craving Mikasina, and that sounded oh, really good. Yeah, so dude. we decided to go see if we could get in. And so uh, I roll up. We all like went home, changed, and then decided to meet up. And so we ended up being a taco diner. We just went over and had a drink at Taco Diner because mm-hmm. the wait at Mikasina West Village was like two plus hours. Oh, so you know people were out and about, especially places with patios where. The social distancing rules are slightly different. In fact, some normal restaurants that have inside and outside, it seems like only outside is really open right now. Okay. And the majority of the booths at the uh, the Friday night restaurant that I went to, the majority of those booths and tables were actually like cordoned off, like reserved. You couldn't actually sit anybody there because hmm. it's 25% capacity. So they're doing like every other table and not too many people at a table. Okay, that makes sense. But it's now leading to these funny like social stories where you know i'm at the park i'm talking to ashley she had gone to um dinner the night before with a group of like eight but then they sat next to a group of six that Mm -hmm. they were friends with and at one point 
they got broken up. They were like, too many of you are having too much fun and too <laughs> tight of a space, even though they were at separate tables. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, we're up above 72,000 deaths now. The, Texas has like all time death highs during you know, the relaxation of yeah. the social distancing shout out. And then <laughs> Greg, <laughs> Greg Abbott um, comes out and he's like, all right. Oh, yeah. He got and recorded. And- well, he got recorded uh, for saying that like, this was a bad idea. What was a bad idea? <laughs> like loosening the social distancing. He's like, this is, yeah. He said like, oh yeah, we're definitely going to see more deaths because of this. Well, yeah, but like, what are we going to do? Stay at home for the rest of eternity? Like, I don't know we have to be adults and talk about the real implications here because I heard a stat that like 130 million people worldwide could starve to death because of the global recession that we're plunging ourselves into right now. Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool beans. We just want God blessed Texan to be alive and we'll take all the starvation. I was just, but as long as Billy just, Bob is still alive and his underlying conditions don't prevent him from having a positive way of life, sure. You know what? <laughs> I was just saying. I was just quoting Greg Abbott, man. I didn't say one thing or another. Greg Abbott, what an OG. Josh Abbott, <laughs> greater than Greg Abbott. Um, well, I don't know, dude. Do you see that they put that one salon owner woman into jail for a week? Whoa! Did you see a? Oh yeah, I've seen Salon a la yeah, mode or I did see that something. I don't know what it's called in Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. She was open for a week amid social distancing because these girls' roots are going to hell. Yeah. You know, somebody's got to be there. I mean, come my on. mom has been booked on Shelly's roster for. I I'm pretty sure she booked when they first thought they could go back, and then they mm-hmm. had to push it back. And it's like there's like one day of of cushioning between. Dang. I think she was booked for like May 18 because that's when phase two might've started. But yeah. now uh, I guess everybody can go back on Friday. So mm. I'm going to have, everybody's going to take PTO to go sit in the supercuts line or whatever the line <laughs> is at their establishment of choice. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. So anyway, I had a nice little social weekend. Um, um, you know, you could have been, Tied and blindfolded, you wouldn't have known how much fun I had. So it was a, a good week to just go out and, you know, throw the ball around and have dinner with friends for the first time in forever. Like everybody was giving each other hugs for the first time. Like it was awesome. I love that. I missed all that. Like I don't want to join your Zoom. You know, I don't want to bump elbows anymore. Yeah. I want to hug <laughs> in the park. <laughs> Meet me. Bear in hug, the park. bro. <laughs> So, uh, what happened Sunday? Oh, I was super, I like scrubbed this place on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I did laundry. I scrubbed. I went to the driving range. Way to be. Yeah, man. I was trying to get ready for this week because I actually went back to work on Monday morning. Oh, did you? Yeah. So I showed up, um, back to the offices you mean? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I've been hard at work every day, but I went back uh, Monday, Tuesday. I did work from home today. Um, I had calls starting at very early in the morning and spaced out all day. So I just wanted to be home. And um, so uh, now that this is an interesting reflection, like um, now that social distancing might be eased in terms of like government regulated restrictions and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, um, 
you know, businesses are, it's still optional whether or not you go back. So like I was the only one on Monday from my team that was in the office. I was the only one in the office basically. Oh, wow. Like it was a couple members of the holdings company and the staff and that was it. There was like no tenants there. No, they, I think they still don't open up for members. I think you have to be a tenant to be mm -hmm. able to access the space, but, um, they were back, you know, making coffee and scurrying around, like getting the place spruced up, ready to go again. And so I worked Monday and Tuesday and big boss man came in yesterday afternoon and I went for like the fist bump and he, uh, would not touch me. So <laughs> good for him. <laughs> he's a, he's always a germaphobe around me. Um, plus he knows that like, I'll try to work through anything. So he, he got to know you really well, very quickly, huh? Well, Not I got to trust you. I got sick the first month or two, uh, and I would be like, "Man, this fever is just kicking my butt." And he's like, "Dude, <laughs> why am I in this pod with you right now? Like, what's wrong with you? Go home." And yeah. I'm like, "Well, I've only thrown up once. Like, <laughs> I can work." Yeah, maybe I had COVID back then because that was maybe. that was January, February, or this is February last February? No, no, like the, okay, this okay. I haven't been there for like a year plus. I've, yeah, yeah. LinkedIn says I've been there for six months already, but. It's December 9 to present, so hmm. just going on, what, five months, six yeah. months? Whatever. It's great, man. I can't believe it's May 6. Happy late Dude. Cinco de Mayo to you, hombre. It's, I feel like we just had like our episode back from Christmas break. Oh, this, I know. This is just, yeah, the world's moving on by. Yeah, like it, it progressively gets much, much, much quicker. Yeah. Like my, I look older every single day. Um, you know, time passes more quickly. I don't know how time passed so quickly in quarantine. You know, we were, I, I still remember the edict when it came out, the proclamation from judge Clay Jenkins, hmm. um, whenever it was like, we're going to social distance to April 30. And I was like, that's forever away. <laughs> right. You know, that was, that's forever. Yeah. And then you know, Friday already came and went. It's already Wednesday of the next week. Like, where's time going? There's not enough hours in the day, dude. Yeah. I don't know, man. If it wasn't for that uh, celebrity video singing Imagine, I probably would have given up hope by now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Call back. Yeah. Um, Killer Hornets. Dude, I don't know a darn thing about this. What's going on? Um, well, apparently... Uh, we get, there's these uh, hornets that were spotted in Washington uh, late last year. Um, in Japan, an average of 30 to 50 people each year die. They're saying like not as many people die from these as they do from like bumblebees, but they're saying that the pain is excruciating. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, have you not seen how big these Killer hornets are? Hornet? They they'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah, you don't what? want to get stung by one of these. Oh my goodness! Can't wait till I show you this picture. Um, yeah, these are Asian giant hornets. Uh, they're the size. <laughs> they're the, don't call it the Chinese virus, but <laughs> look out for the Asian hornets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> such a double standard. Oh, goodness gracious! I mean, you gotta you gotta label it something. I don't know. I'm gonna try to find a a good picture for you here. Appreciate it. Yeah, look at those bad boys. Oh my goodness! Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So they're Ew. saying. Whoa. Oh yeah. Oh, this is the one this that I saw. Spine look at that. Oh my goodness. <sighs> yeah. No. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, be on the lookout if COVID doesn't kill you. Giant hornets might. And this is like the the seven plagues or however. Yeah, I'm like, how long have we been in Jumanji, dude? <laughs> like, just why does God hate us? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Can I roll a double six and get out of here? I or? don't mean to be sacrilegious, but the white people humor memes where God is like deploying the new thing <laughs> on humanity, those yeah. are my favorite. Like, yeah, I love like it's like COVID is like leaving, and it, he's like <laughs> the, the new the, the new bees, plague, yeah. like, or the Asian hornets, right? Yeah, I saw somebody calling out the, um, like, just the double standard of CNN. Like, I think that they had tweeted something about the Asian hornets, and they're like, oh, we can't call it the Chinese virus, but they're Asian hornets? Like, yeah. what are we doing anymore? These are all sounds that come out of our mouths. <laughs> like, we're apes clinging to the side of a rock, hurtling through space, and we're like, you went, ooh, wrong. Like, you, you made the wrong sound with the mouth. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm so over it. I, they've so lost me on all that. I don't even know what to think about it anymore. I'm not really sure that anybody knows how to acclimate back in a progressive way. Oh, sorry. I feel like I got totally derailed. Speaking of going back to the new norm, you know, it's optional whether or not you're going to open your business. And so yeah. none of my team was there. Um, my CEO did come in for a couple hours yesterday afternoon. Neither of us were there today. I'll go back Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Because um, I, I think it makes me. Maybe not more productive, but more focused in certain ways. Like it's just a better. Yeah. I like having the the change of scenery and all that, um, and some level of like casual interaction and passing. That's fair. Um, but you know, we were all comparing notes in our team meeting that was held by a Zoom this week on, you know, what our progressive, you know, coming back to the office might look like because employers can't exactly. I mean, I guess they can, but some employers don't really feel comfortable telling their employees where they can work right now because if they've proven that they can work remotely and the company has progressed on, which most of these companies that were doing that and doing that successfully, they, like they've realized that they can harness the power of remote work and not be so stringent on office policies. Mm. That's definitely happened at my company, I feel like, because we were, uh, I was in the office a lot when I first started and I still am depending on meetings, Yeah, but um, I think I, I proved that I could still be productive, close deals, maintain a high level of activity, even while working from home. So now I think that that, you know, reputational value, everybody is able to kind of choose their, their progressive sliding scale of coming back or split time even. Right. And so I think that there's a little bit of efficiency and a little bit of like, well, we still want to be able to see each other. Like, you know, our CEO told us on Tuesday, he was like, I miss you guys. Like, hope all's well, you yeah. know, like. We kind of catch up because when you miss that in-person stuff, it just mm -hmm. nothing can really replace that. And so it's just interesting to see, will we ever all be in the office, you know, you know, with continuity at the same time together hmm. this year, you know, like what does this look like? Because I know that some of the workers wanted to work remote all the time and yeah. certain people want to be in the office all the time and certain people were remote to begin with. So it's just going to be this weird going back to the office, like personal choice for a lot of people. And even in the office, certain people were wearing masks and I'm like, well, I can't do that. Like I can't work with a mask on. Yeah. I'm on zoom all day. I'm selling all day. So I don't know, man. Yeah. No, I, um, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, different companies, uh, 
handle that situation where it's like okay this one company is like saying okay well you know as long as you're getting your work done like you can still continue to work remotely and then i'm sure some others by a certain deadline they're going to be expecting everybody to come in at some point um yeah so it'll be interesting the i don't know just to see how it all plays out i guess yeah yeah it's going to be very different for you know, if school does go back in person in earnest with no qualms, no ifs, ands, or buts in September, then I think the world will go back to much more normal as no. long as we're not in the throes of like a second wave or, you know, I feel like we're just going to be in this really prolonged first wave, honestly. Like, yeah, I don't think there's a resurgence that we're still in the surgeons. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah at least in Texas. And I feel like people are judging us. Like didn't San Antonio still say shelter at home? Uh, Maybe. How, how aggravating would that be if you were like a San Antonio resident and then like Harris and Dallas counties are like, woo brunch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because you couldn't open bars this weekend, but that being said, like nodding donkey, uh, city council, all the bars in state Thomas that have some food Mm -hmm. and nodding donkey has a lot of food. But they were open and oh, even the okay. rustic and places like that, which, you know, daytime anyway, mm-hmm. a lot of people are eating, but most people are there drinking for sure. Right. Huh. So there was. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, I guess technically if they serve food, then they could be considered like a restaurant or. I think it's a percentage that you have to maintain. Okay. But I mean, mm-hmm. there's some places are breaking yeah, dude, the rules like, and going uh, rogue and movie like movie theaters are allowed to open. Yeah, but, but... like at 25% capacity. I guess. So, I mean, that's a huge hit. Like, Rogan had on a... I think I saw bowling alleys. Yeah. With, you're touching the balls. Yeah. And you're wearing other people's shoes. Yeah. Yeah, that, Bill Maher had a joke about that. And he's like, um, I'm going to butcher it. So, yeah. it, the punchline was something like, uh, and they think that the solution is opening a business where you have to stick your <laughs> hand in another person's balls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just crazy to me that that's opening up before uh, barbershops did i think right. in georgia you can get a haircut i talked to a client this week that got a haircut and i was like screw you dude like i've been waiting on <laughs> well, mine yeah not around here you can't because that's why i got a buzz cut uh over the weekend because i i looked to see if anywhere is available and man it's been all i can do to not just buzz my hair but my team has not seen me with a buzz cut and <laughs> i just feel feel more sassy when i'm when mm, i'm mean when yeah. i can flip it over i feel more confident on a call or whatever. Yeah, you look more sassy. Yeah. I've been told that I have a good head for for a buzz cut and I have good hair, like I mm-hmm. good hair coverage. Yeah. Um so there's no issue there, but I don't know. I I'm almost going to do it because it will make me look younger and that would be a good thing at this point. Mm. <laughs> uh, you look you look young. You look vibrant. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate you. I got you. I'm just channeling through you 28-year-olds. <laughs> well, when do you turn 29? July. July. Six? Yep. I'm good. I knew it was right around the 4th. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be back up and running so that I can come to Fort Worth for your real party. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Courtney's planning my um, thing this year. so. Well, hopefully Courtney likes me. And no, she, yeah, me. she already has a list and you're included in it. She showed me. That's all. I feel like I'm locked in on your guest list for big things. Cause yeah, pretty, yeah, cause we do together. this. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of hard, kind of hard to kick you out now. <laughs> got my invite. Yeah, it's like, what'd you do? It's like, Oh, I celebrated my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how awkward would yeah. that be? How funny. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh I'm going to do that. I ho- <laughs> <laughs> you hope you don't get invited now. No, no, no. I'm going to okay. hope that you 
forget my birthday. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I had a good birthday over the weekend. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. No. You'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I was busy signing up to lead the Adventist conference. That's right. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Oh, that's funny. Steer the ship the correct direction. Uh, So the last dance was just captivating this week. Oh, Are you my current? goodness. I am. I, I just, love I the last dance. I'm like, give me more. Like, these better just keep going, right? Like, there's no end in there's sight. There's 10. <laughs> there's only 10. Uh, I, at least it's not eight. <laughs> yeah, because then it would be done this Sunday. I know. Yeah. But oh, it, each episode, I just find a newfound respect for Michael Jordan. Like, you know, it, the first couple episodes, it kind of paints him as a a-hole or whatever. And just as a progressive, you, I don't know, you can just kind of see how he, you know, the episode where he, it, sorry, the episode where he takes Kobe kind of under his wing. Yeah. Um, and then you saw Kobe and it was like, yeah. whoa. And it's like, man he did st- like a lot of people call him uh michael jordan selfish and like always wanted to take the last shot but it shows like in some of those seasons where um you know he started dishing the ball and he realized that it wasn't just him like yeah he has quotables where he was like uh there's no what is, there's no i in team he's like no but there's one in win and uh yeah a little bit more erudite than kobe's <laughs> right <laughs> um but he uh I felt like the whole John Paxson sinking the three yeah, for the win great. was almost like not supposed to happen. I'm pretty no. sure John said that. Yeah, yeah, that he and did. I didn't know if he's like, he said like, the ball was not supposed to go to me. Do you think Michael was equally as happy to win in that circumstance as if he'd hit that shot? I think so because they formulated the plan where they needed to pass the ball around more, and he was kind of already seeing that the game doesn't rely on his shoulders. I mean, it. I think anyone wants to make the game-winning shot, of course, but I think he was happy just getting that trophy. By the way, can we all agree that when, and this will be a sad day, when Morgan Freeman does finally pass on to his, you know, his second calling here, that Scottie Pippen is waiting in the wings as the deepest, most rich voice. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm like Darth Vader with a sex change even lower, (laughs) like... I mean, I he's 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 no Dennis Rodman, but Dennis Rodman, I can't understand a word that guy says. I'm like, what happened? Yeah, what I happened, keep the Dennis? captions on, so <laughs> yeah, I literally can't understand a word he says in that show, yeah. man. Um, but it was crazy, like watching him and uh, you know Rodman and Pippen like kind of duking it out before they were playing. Against, oh yeah, uh, I, each other. And... I didn't have any recollection of the fact that Rodman was a Piston and then had won a championship with yeah, the Pistons. You know, um, but that that rivalry and hatred with isaiah thomas it seems yeah. like globally seems to run deep and yeah, as where, a child where they, didn't, uh, they didn't shake hands after the game well, right i used to have I, I used to hate isaiah thomas as a young 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 child and i didn't know why i just thought that the world hated him yeah it was like patrick reed in golf mm-hmm. um and i didn't know i don't know if that's a commonly shared uh feeling or if i was trained and conditioned to feel that way because of something I saw in sports center with Michael back in the day. Mm-hmm. But it, it does seem like several, he had several people irked, right? You know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, even some people commented pretty freely about that. Um, you got to wonder if people are like texting each other, like, yo bro, like I just caught the series. Like, why'd you say that about me? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and first take is always bringing them on for like hot takes after each episode. Like, yeah, Isaiah Charles, was Charles on. Barkley. I don't know if he was on first take, but he was on, he's been on he, several. Yeah. Um, just saying, he was like, on SNL, just saying like day. how he doesn't think the relationship between him and Jordan could be uh, salvaged. Cause it's kind of all on Jordan at this point. So wait, Barkley and Jordan are no longer cool. Oh no. 
Oh, I saw them on Oprah together like 10 years ago. Yeah, well, they're not cool because uh, Jordan was um, the manager or owner of some sports team at one point. The Bobcats. Yeah, the Bobcats. And Charles Barkley was, uh, was, or he commented one time as an announcer saying that if Jordan ever wants to win, he has to stop hiring his friends and uh, kiss asses. And oh, wow. Um, and shots fired. Yeah, except the the thing is, um, Phil was also quoted saying that, and him and, and Jordan never, you know, held a grudge against him. Yeah, Phil, uh, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he is he's not a peer of Jordan's in Jordan's mind. Like there was always a a subordinate view there a little bit. Yeah. Like he played for Phil. Right. You know, he played with or against Charles. Sure. Um, I think that, I don't know, some of that sensei, like yoga, meditation stuff probably got fill away with a lot because first of all, he's not like the stringent coach that you would think looking at like his stature and kind of demeanor on the court. Yeah, man. Um, he was he all was, about like this yoga and meditation. Yeah, he's like, go to Vegas, like release yeah. your inner demons. Go Come on, back. Rodman, hang out with Carmen Electra. Yeah, well, <laughs> can't really discourage anybody from doing that, I guess, but <laughs> Don't try to do it to me, <laughs> even present day. Um, <laughs> anyhow, that great episodes this week, numbers five and six. I think I devoured them both on Monday. Yep. Um, so just really been enjoying that one. Really takes me back. It's like, it, it's wild. It drives home the point about, like when they say this was 30 years ago, I'm like, shut up, stop this. Yeah. You know, like, because I, I remember, I remember some of this like semi real time because I was getting to be seven, eight in uh 97 98 so wow I, yeah. I feel young when i say it that way but um just having 30 years pass by and you you see jordan with a little bit of a gut and like some of these other guys like especially the white ball players like they look like your accountant dad's friend like you know yeah. like um will purdue <laughs> looks like an accountant you know yeah. he looks like middle class fancy um maybe a step above and you just realize like Man, these guys were my heroes. They were playing when I was a very small child with like a star in his eye. Mm-hmm. And now they're on the back half. Like, you know, frankly, some of them are kind of irrelevant to modern day society and discourse. Like they might yeah. they might get a few cheers and an autograph signing, but nobody's recognizing Will Purdue when he goes out. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Like yeah. and it's just this it scares me because I'm like, man, I've gotta make this happen in the next like right now mm-hmm. like this is the producer breadbasket of our lives like you know like you get zero to 20 to grow up and 20 to 22 to get it out of your system maybe and um you got to start kind of scaling your career up and yeah. hopefully you're at some sort of like break even education attained you're you know paid well and like upwardly mobile trajectory by the time you're 28 or 30 um, because you know, you gotta, I mean, let's face it, like, look at our financial situations. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when you look at retirement and stuff, it's like, yeah, I haven't made a dent in it. I feel like, you know, like, I mean, we have like our IRAs or 401ks mm-hmm. or savings accounts or whatever we have going on, but you know, I have not made like several million dollars no. and to get enough money to like live it with dignity. Like if you want a 40 year um, um, retirement, 
if you wanted to go 50 to 90 without working and not be on like government assistance or in one of these like old people farms that they have, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like I didn't even know about in my area until COVID. And they'd be like, well, the old folks home in Denton yeah. where they have like 38,000 seniors. I'm yeah. like, what in the world is going on in Denton? You know, like they, they ship these people out to these weird spots and like, I don't know. It's just, you're forgotten. Right. And especially because I don't have kids and I'm not going to have kids for the foreseeable future or maybe ever. It's kind of like you, you better be creating a legacy or an image or something because you're not even passing it down to children at this point. Yeah. That's why I'm just going to have kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, Yeah. This guy was at the the range on Sunday with his tiny little boy and he had tiny little clubs for this boy. My dad got me tiny little clubs mm -hmm. when I was like two type deal. And, uh, for just a brief moment, I was like, oh, that's totally like IG worthy. Like, I would love this, like mm-hmm. taking a little tyke out and teaching them something I love. But then, you know, everything else, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Just everything else encompassing it. You're like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fair. you have to be in a relationship to get one of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you don't have to, but. <laughs> yeah. Ideally. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. What, what do you Sums got for show up. notes? Um, hey, you know Dog the Bounty? Okay, so this yeah, is, is going to lead. I, I don't really care about him or this or what he did, but I wanted to open up a, a way to bring him up a more broad discussion. Um, so Dog the Bounty Hunter, uh, he get he just got engaged 10 months after the passing of his wife. Is that an appropriate like? Oh bef- heck yeah! Yeah. That's See, I knew you, I knew you were just gonna say yeah and like not give it any more thought. How is that an appropriate amount of time? How you don't, you don't it think wasn't you're ten minutes? You don't think you're disrespecting your your wife, your the the woman that you had been with for so long? Um, you know she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I thought this is life goes on. Plus, you know the half life, like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Has been with a lot of dogs. See, Let's you're that you're way. this man that like totes legacy and everything, not wanting to be forgotten. Like, let, <laughs> let's. I think you're assuming that your spouse is gonna die and not you. Do you like? Let's say you. No, die. I'm gonna I'm gonna die. And you're like, okay. If my spouse is about to die, I would kill myself before they could <laughs> die, even if I had years okay, left. Okay, so your spouse is healthy. You die. You're cool with her just moving on right away. Well, I'm not there, dude. Of course. I don't know. I'm I'm selfish that way. I think. Well, you're. sentimental yeah idealistic like i mean i get that i i held that opinion as well for a very long time and maybe i will again in the future i'm like we spend all this time like no you don't you don't just get to move on you don't get just the half-life of relationships and like how close you get to somebody with like what it it, like in terms of time duration you know it goes down Mm. yeah Feelings that you might have been reticent to give away at 15 or 18 or even 22, you're giving away more freely at 30, much less 40 or 50. Like your days are numbered. His wife died. Like he knows that death is real and it's going to happen. And so, you know, somebody's (laughs) going to keep him in his doghouse. Okay. All right. Isn't isn't he 50 or 60 years old? Uh, Probably. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So, you know. What what what's gonna happen? She doesn't know anything. She's dead. 
I understand that. I'm just being he's real 67. about it. He's 67 years old. Yeah, he should have just held out for heaven. <laughs> <laughs> for heaven? First of all, if there's a heaven, Dog the Bounty Hunter is not going to be in it. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? He's bounty hunting. Right. Are you not aware of his whole inward situation? Uh, probably not, or else I probably would not okay, have brought well, him you up. You need to Google Dog the Bounty Hunter. Because... I know nothing about him other than it just popped up in my news earlier this week. I'm pretty and sure then... he got canceled for like going on a rant with like a bunch of inwards in it. You know, that doesn't surprise me. And that's another reason. Like, I know nothing about him. And I said at the beginning of this conversation, I don't necessarily care about him. You just wanted, I, but to I ask thought it was if, an interesting conversation. So like, if I kill my the appropriate wife, amount of time. So if, if I kill, kill my your wife, wife, can I get married to another wife in ten months? <laughs> oh, well, you'll probably be out of jail by then, knowing our system. So, <laughs> um, well, okay. So, how long do you want me to wait, Brad? How long until the, you know, the pitter patter of your heart goes away and I, I can mean, move on with my life? A Year and a half, then you can start dating. A year and a half, and then start. You okay, start so I'm just dating. a celibate monk. For I mean, eighteen you, months. She dies, and you're already marrying someone. Like you get to know someone. Did um, all of his needs evaporate the day that she died? Yes. You know what? She clocked out early. Okay, <laughs> this is on her. <laughs> he should go find the closest woman that looks closest to her and marry her immediately. Mm. No, I'm playing. Um, you know, shout out to real love. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. My parents have always joked, like, my mom is like, oh, my goodness. Like, your dad would bring a date to the funeral. <laughs> hey, shout out, Bob. <laughs> and my condolences, Jan. But you know what? I'm pretty, no, that's funny. I'm pretty sure that I asked him this question. Like, this is triggering some sort of, like, really deeply nestled memory. I feel like I asked him, or we had this conversation, like, when mm-hmm. I was a kid and he had said something to the effect of like, I would want your mom to move on, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind of the more caring thing for whoever's left over that they would have companionship. Yeah. I feel so that. if you don't want that, them to have see, that's the argument then, that then, that's the argument that you should have led with. Cause you know, then I'm like, well, of course I want, I want my spouse to be. Happy. Well, I mean, so it depends on the argument I lead with <laughs> as to the validity of my opinion. No, it depends on you how valid your argument is. I feel like this is a much valid argument. I'll I'll tell you this in my first real big serious relationship back in like 18, 19, 20 time range, I was much more in your camp, except I would probably extend it from 18 months to never, you know, especially for (laughs) her, you know, Uh, especially for, especially of course. Cause I, I have a double standard. Like I have a, you know, there's rules for me and then rules for everybody else. I think a lot of people, struggle with that kind of thing and like i i try to keep it fair but you know i see out of my own two eyeballs i don't know see i have the passing thought like it's like yeah of course i want them to be happy but of course they're not going to be happier with someone else than they were with me you know Mm -hmm. come on it's a very narcissistic uh point of view in many ways or outlook yeah for sure even even if you like are mad at somebody like they shouldn't have left me or something it's like Mm -hmm. that's almost a narcissistic viewpoint um the same way that like your reticence to let someone go for fear of hurting them or even firing someone or any of these situations where you're breaking something off. Sometimes it can be narcissistic to think that like, Oh, well they, my presence in their life is the thing that's really <laughs> patching them through. Yeah. It's the thing that optimizes them. Well, you know what? Take a step back and maybe not. Yeah. So I wholeheartedly agree shout out that. to dog, the bounty hunter, <laughs> uh, for getting married and, quarantine or yes yeah uh, dude yeah well 
<sighs> anxious to Google what that woman looks like. Did he at least go <laughs> younger or what happened? I have no idea. Like I said, I did no research on him. I feel like he's got some I money. I care. Well, can't bring this up and then. So did I did I talk myself back into your good graces with Yeah, thanks to reasoning? your dad's advice, yes. Yeah, like and I, I didn't understand that at the time. Like you can't grasp like that time moves on and that people you can't see yourself actually getting older when you're a child. Like so it's just everything is stagnant almost and everybody is exactly how they are today is how they're gonna be forever. And then you realize like nope, constantly reinventing themselves. There's so many different chapters of your life. Yeah. Just staggering. You going to show me? Yeah. Her, uh, first of all, her name is Francie Frayne. <laughs> Francie <laughs> Frayne. They want the biggest wedding ever. Do you? Open dog. To all of his, <laughs> Take Francie Frayne. Open to all of his fans. Oh, okay. Um, is she kind of like earthy hot? <laughs> earthy hot? <laughs> yeah. You, you ever heard that term? No, I haven't, but I know what you mean. I've always used that. Yeah, no, she's... um. Yeah, like holistic health. Like, like Middle Earth hot. <laughs> yeah, like like today's granola session is hosted by Francie Frayne. Yeah. Francie Frayne Hunter. <laughs> and of course, this is his, you know what his old wife looks like. Ew, man. Well, Whoa, you can't. That's well, the deceased you're talking about. Well, what'd she die of? Diabetes? I think, I think cancer. Oh, well. <laughs> so. <laughs> what, am I supposed to feel bad? Yes. I don't. Yeah, she did die from cancer. Well, shout out to her. What was her name? Uh, Beth. Beth. Beth was too tame. Well, after Beth died of cancer, I went on to Franny Frey. <laughs> What's her name? Francie Frayne. Francie Frayne. Yeah. Francie Frayne. Sounds like a made-up thing. This is the. This is his daughter. Whoa! <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> daughter Lissa has given her full support to the couple. Whoa. Lissa Hunter. All right. Hold Give me on. my phone no. back. Be like your boss. I don't want your hands all over my stuff. No. Lissa. All right. Lissa told the son how her dad deserves to be happy and that Francie Frayne is an amazing <laughs> woman. Well, hmm. there you have it. All right. Lissa, L-Y-S-S-A. What's her last name? <laughs> You're going to do some research later? <laughs> Might give her an old Instagram follow. Okay. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> no, but, you're, but you're not. <laughs> I'm checking your followers later this week. Well, yeah. I mean, if you, you have that kind of time on your hands, Mr. I do. Mr. Conference. Yeah, no, I, I will. Do it. Um, um, all right. Next. Is, is his deceased wife on Instagram? <laughs> Can I give her a follow probably. from the grave? She probably has an account on there. Well, shout out to her. Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next topic, B Red? Uh, well, I th I thought we had a nice is little back and is forth. Today going. a special day. Yeah, today is my stepmom's birthday. So shout out to Shelly. Shout out Shelly. Yeah. Happy 21st. So that's, that's exciting. And then we also have, you know, Mother's Day this coming weekend. So we do. Yeah. So all shout out to all the mamas out there, all the yeah. women that have helped or or at least tried to shape us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to our madres. Um, sometimes I think that my upbringing with my mother is part of the reason why we're probably doing this podcast right now in some ways. Is that right? Yeah. I think my mom is always... Um, 
I think we've both been under the opinion that I model her temperament type, personality type to a certain degrees. Yeah. Um, some of the same things that give me friction, give her friction. And so uh, we, we've created some commonalities with that. And, um, you know, growing up, sometimes she would, you know, be pretty particular about things and your delivery of them and the way that you interacted and Oh, that's not you at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> way to derail my <laughs> yes. my thought process here. Uh, sorry. Is um, that exactly what you were just talking about? Well, no. I mean, she she could be scary, <laughs> you know, but was always um, an awesome mom. Yeah. And one of the things that I had always, I think I haven't connected this until older, older times, but, you know, I can be funny sometimes, which yeah. like I like to poke fun, make fun. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, have jokes. Like I like to make fun of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the entertainment of a group or situation. And I think some of that was developed because, um, you know, if, if I could keep her laughing, mm-hmm. you know, I knew everything was cool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes I didn't like. Growing up in a religious family, I didn't like some of the intimacy that is fostered as a result of that, where you're right. like, you're having family worship or you're going to church together and coming home yeah. after having lunch. And it's like, it can be an intimate thing. And I was always kind of averse to that. Like I, yeah. I wasn't totally cool with that. And so, you know, you use humor to break it up. I would use humor to break it up. And, you know, it, I, it became famous after church, you know. <laughs> you know, God forgive me. Um, if you got up and had a prayer request in church, I would roast you after church. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why? because the same people had the same prayer. Re- I used to have this bit. All right. I'm like, how many lumps can you find in one breast? <laughs> like, I'm like, this girl gives herself a self-examination every Friday and finds a new lump. Like, and she's still with us. Like, what's the deal? It's like her husband always lost his job and she was always finding a new lump. Yeah. And I was like, get on a treadmill, girl. Like, get on the work line, man. Hey, like, maybe all those prayer requests kept her above ground. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But anyway, needless to say, and this is a very, you know, I, 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 nowadays I can take your prayer request and, you know, thoughts and prayers and like be more genuine about that. But, <laughs> yeah. um, back then you were my roast material. You were on the dais, so to mm. speak. And so, um, I think, uh, I think developing, I'm definitely image driven and some of those things. And I think that's passed down from her people. Yeah. And, um, bottom line, I get a lot of who I am, you know, from her, uh, you know, just DNA wise, obviously, but a lot of nurture too. And I think it's, uh, led me, led me to be a more dynamic, um, person that, you know, can acclimate to different situations and, um, you know, a very can do optimistic attitude coupled with a really realistic view of what's actually occurring. Hmm. So I like that. Um, I don't know if that was heartfelt or nice at all, but I think shout out to all of our moms. Shout out to my mom on yeah. Mother's Day. We've actually got um, a listener submission that Ooh. might go along nicely with this. So okay. um, I haven't told you about this, but you want to give it a, a quick listen? Yeah, I want to hear it. Okay. Please welcome to the podcast, my little sister, oh. Meredith Gibbons. Hey, Mayor. Hello, hello. My name is Meredith Gibbons. 
as you might be able to extrapolate, I am Carson's little sister. So I've known him for almost 27 years now. And I've known Brad for eight or nine years now. We actually went to the same college for one year. So I've known both of these dudes for a while. So very honored to be invited to speak on the podcast. Try not to roast me too hard, guys. I also want to do one big shout out to our mom, Jan Gibbons. I know she's a dedicated listener of the show and I want to wish you a very happy Mother's Day, mom. Wish I could be there this year. Love you. Hope you're staying safe and well and can't wait to see you soon. Regarding COVID, I work for a large international company and I've been working remotely during this entire time. It has been interesting because I've gotten the opportunity to work on some COVID relief task force topics, which is something I've never done before. And it's been, I think, really eye-opening for me during this crisis to work on something that has a little bit of a higher purpose and higher cause. I think coming out of this, it will probably spur some different career decisions for me, just realizing the difference that what you do every day can kind of make. Regarding the election, um, I have a little bit of a different perspective maybe than some. My partner or boyfriend, he is from Germany and he's here on a visa. So for me, immigration issues personally and professionally are really critical. And while I do have concerns with Biden, the democratic platform that he runs on is much more globalization focused and for me, has a much bigger impact. You know, when Trump tweets out that he's closing immigration, we sit here freaking out for a few days until policies are made saying whether or not my boyfriend can remain with me. That kind of uncertainty is really difficult to live with day to day. And having a president that's more stable, going through regular proper channels that's something that would really have a big impact on my life and would definitely impact the way that I vote. So just a few thoughts from me. Thanks so much. Meredith Gibbons, everyone. That is my favorite of the Gibbons children. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I love hearing your voice and I miss hanging out with you over in DC. She's got a good podcast voice, actually. She does. I was like, I almost didn't recognize it at first, but yeah, good shout out to mom. Uh, she's yeah she has some interesting viewpoints they're under shelter in place till like june 10 or something crazy it's like the most extreme in the country i mean it kind of makes sense the area so now we all know why we need to vote republican so that we can get these illegal aliens out of here oh no way namely no i'm playing no (laughs) terrible no we we love brian um brian is one of my favorite humans in the world ever yeah He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's great. He's the best ping pong player I know. More of a joke than anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, they would invite me out to hang out with uh, them several times while I was living in Maryland. And um, yeah, they're just the best, the best people, always very hospitable and uh, do, you know, Brian's hilarious and Meredith is just so loving and, you know, just like a, a caretaker and also just like extremely hardworking. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, she definitely is. She hosted us at Christmas a couple of years ago and um yeah, it was just demoralizing, you know, because <laughs> she has like silverware that I've never owned, you know. I won't own. 
Yeah. Like <laughs> she was like a fully outfitted kitchen and like they were cooking in it, you know, just right. doing all sorts of crazy <laughs> things. <laughs> right. So like normal household. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they cooked in the kitchen and didn't have plastic ware is what you're saying. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, I had forgotten that she's on some sort of task force for COVID. She works at, I, I guess she doesn't want to say it, but um, a big car manufacturer. Mm. And um, I know that they were transitioning some of their factories to like produce masks or hand sanitizer or something like that. I had a demo with a client this week that actually produces uh, CBD uh, pro related products and they transition their manufacturing processes and plants into producing hand sanitizer hmm. and it boosted both sides of their business. Wow. They're flourishing. They're like going to double in size in the next like two months. Yeah. So making some, some, some people are capitalizing, you yeah, know, it's just definitely. crazy. Um, definitely the media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. No I, doubt. I can't even recall all the gaffes over the last week. You know, it's yeah. been so long since the last show where. Hey, give it a couple more weeks. The, that viewership's going to be down. The breaking news is just like, we know. Like, yeah. I get it. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yep, still bad. <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh, yeah, COVID rabbit. It's like they're mad at the administration and all of government because it's like, as 43 states at least partially reopen. I'm like, so you're basically mad at everybody now. It's like <laughs> right. social distancing should still be the thing. Like cases are going up. We're, we're just warning you very annoyingly. Mm -hmm. I'm with Donnell. Like they're like a nagging girlfriend. Mm. I've had it up to here with them. I haven't watched. I've watched a lot more like sports uh, news yeah. lately. Like I watch get up instead of CNN in the morning. And um, it's probably wise just for <laughs> mental health and capacity. Yeah. We got PGA coming back here in like a month or two, mm -hmm. and um, I was on with a client earlier, and he was, <laughs> you were actually sitting, I was on my AirPods, but he was telling us that, he's like, you guys picked out your Korean baseball team yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, oh, it was so funny. Oh. He's like a VP of marketing. He's like, I picked mine out today. These guys are cute. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hilarious. That's, that's that's wonderful. I love that. But the, the Olympics got rescheduled. PGA is on the way back. Any news on MLB or NBA? Uh, so the NFL, I think the first uh, several games are going to be played like within our own conferences. Like we're not going to play against any other teams from elsewhere. What will that do? I don't know. All right. That, it was just like a headline that I saw today. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, uh, I can I can look more up on that. Yeah, I don't really have the four one one on when that stuff might come out, but I know that uh, I think football is like the last wall. They're like, we will not cancel football. Yeah, that's like the oh maybe I had that okay the bridge too far. I'm glad I looked this up because I was about to give you false information. I think the first four weeks will feature NFC versus AFC games. So I guess it's just a tweak in the schedule. Um. I don't know what that's going to do. Yeah, they're like, we will, um, we're going to ban bats from all team planes. <laughs> right. <laughs> no polygons. Yeah. Pangolins. I Interesting. Guess. Okay. Well, we'll keep you updated as we get updated, which <laughs> yeah. is basically on the show. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, what else is going on, dude? Um,. If you don't want me to start wrapping this thing, we better come up with some content. Let's see. 
I'm looking at my notes. We've talked a little bit about remote learning, remote work, The Last Dance for sure. I trashed CNN again. Got to hear from Meredith. She's going to go for Biden. Looks like um, looks like he's definitely a rapist at this point. So <laughs> <laughs> not sure what's going on with that. Uh. Um, I'm serious. Like, you know, as the news cycle thins on coronavirus, like they've definitely picked up on this and it's a point of contention. And I don't even know, man. Yeah, you think we'd be able to get one candidate that hasn't sexually assaulted anyone, but here we are. Yeah. Oh, um, there has been, um, let's see, Betsy, our our girl Betsy DeVos. Education secretary? Yeah. Uh, she updated the um, Title Nine rules, uh, I guess, to make it more strict on how someone can be accused of like sexual assault. Like there has to be evidence. Uh, it was like 2000, it was like 2000 pages worth of stuff for this update on the, um, yeah, on it. Um, basically, yeah, it was basically saying like, Hey, you need to be able to prove like you can't just falsely accuse. Um, and I guess it has like a narrower definition of sexual harassment than it had previously so i don't know a lot you know all that sounds on the up and up (laughs) yeah Uh, not not to the what what age groups i I think i think people are up in arms about well this is i mean these rules are placed like if any of this ever goes on like in a school or anything like k through 12 sure pre through 12 yeah, don't quote me on that for sure. I'm sure colleges Does as well. Does she have collegiate jurisdiction of any kind? or I guess that something like that would be wrapped up in her role as education secretary, which she's been much maligned for. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, people are saying like a lot of uh, women and I, you know, uh, fewer cases, but men as well, whenever they step up and say like, hey, I have been sexually assaulted, um, but they don't have proof of it. They're already not taken seriously. Um, And so this is like making it even stricter. So those who have spoken out and have lost those cases because they didn't have proof or anything, they're looking at this like a slap in the face because now it's going to be even more difficult to prove it. Um, Which is tough because on one hand, like if, if the accused is innocent, like you would want them to be able to show proof. Right. Um, this is a, a deep and hairy topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you asked what I have. Yeah. Man. Wow. Uh, uh, welcome <laughs> we, to episode we can go back to the AM. 31 and 32 yeah. all of a sudden. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what a hairy situation because, um, oh, man. I'm, I think that men should not assault people, first of all. I think that men should also dial back, like, aggressiveness and even i i count persistence as aggressiveness as like if somebody says no 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 means no not feeling it that doesn't mean like keep circling back for the next half hour right like it's sad i i've had situations that i've been in personally where um you know somebody might have perceived um a desire on my part and set set the record straight and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah, cool (laughs) yeah And then I'm almost 
lauded with accolades for being so cool. So cool about it, which and is a, which is a shame. Like, it's like that's the I'm like the alternative like... is a felony, and uh, <laughs> I would never, you know, I just yeah, I completely agree. Like. First of all, like to, to get me in, I want to be, conv- I'm a girl. Like, I'm like, you talk me into this. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, but with kids, it's super difficult because kids def like teenage boys, they can be taken advantage sure of. They have, can say yes and still be taken advantage of too, you know, depending well, on who. There's yeah. so many different variables because you're new to sex at that age. Yeah. And, you know, if you're walking on campus and you're brutally attacked, that's also a, a different story than the more common story that I was at a frat party mm-hmm. and ended up being. Yeah. Raped. I thought, she, I thought she gave me the the signal that it was all cool. Well, and honestly, it's one of those deals where if a girl's inebriated and a guy is inebriated, it's like it, they don't cancel each other out. Like yeah. the guy raped her basically. Right. Like if she can't consent, you could be blackout drunk and it wouldn't matter, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm confused by it's a situation by situation basis because I think that people have been well first of all I think that like rape on college campus and things like that mm-hmm. is way more prevalent than we even talk about in this country. Oh yeah, I mean, we don't give it near enough credit. I have personally either dated or had been friends with so many people that were date raped in college or at some point or even worse like it is not the whole stat of like one in three women will be assaulted it's more like (laughs) 1.75 in my head like it and in terms of like yeah the one the one in three those are just the ones that spoke up and and i feel like two and a half of them have uh bad stories or close encounters and it's just um it's a weird situation because i think guys are pigs with this and you know, need discipline and, Mm -hmm. you know, you you need to self alleviate before you ever put anybody in an awkward position, you know, like for real. Um, at the same time, we can all agree as young men that trying to walk a day in our shoes and be in our bodies, especially from like 13 to 30, (laughs) you know, you wouldn't wish it on the faint of heart. (laughs) Like it's difficult. You know, especially when, when you're a teenager and a little breeze of wind can, you know, I'm serious. Like it's not, why would that happen? You know, why are we thrust into a society where if you start acting out sexually when your body wants you to, you're like, wow, is this kid like hurt or like, Mm -hmm. like you can't do that. Like there's a, a cushion period there where some people could probably procreate and have some good old sex by the age 13, but maybe they're not going to have sex until they're 16 or 18 or 20 or whatever the case may be. Like, why is it that to formulate a good marriage, like you're in a good relationship, you're 28 years old. By the time you get married, you might be 29 or 30. But why is your body wanted to procreate for 15, 16 years already? You know, it's been, that was top of mind once every seven seconds for you for the last 10 years. (laughs) And like, why would things be set up that it's way? An innate desire. It's how, but, and that doesn't the, that doesn't condone. No, uh, no, no. At the same assaults, time, you you always one hundred percent need to practice self control. Well, like, and it's not even like, self control. Like that's a decision, man. Like it, barring these gray areas where it's like. But for you're some, both I feel like for or, some people, it has to be a decision because. Uh, 
apparently they had the gall to to do whatever they did or you know assault to begin with so right i'm saying it is i'm not saying you it's and not i like self-control like it's not like oh i shouldn't have another cookie you know it's yeah. like you shouldn't practice the same level of self-control with like oh i shouldn't hurt this person i shouldn't assault this person like you should really only yeah whatever i don't know there's more blatant cases of it i know that there's been these young up-and-coming men on lacrosse teams and baseball teams and on chess clubs that, oh, this girl was a floozy and she she took advantage of the situation and now she she's having regrets after the fact. I've right. heard that. I believe some of those stories. I also think that in some of those stories, that girl was uh, hurt and didn't of. ask for that and didn't put herself in a situation. And even if she had or was, it wouldn't matter, you yeah. know, because you can be passed out at a party and you don't deserve for somebody to touch you without your permission. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I've always felt that way. Like this isn't like some newfound, like, cause we went to parties in college where, you know, even at our conservative Christian university, I heard rumors. I heard stories about, yeah. there was one guy the, that the peacock I, dude the, with the peacock hair. Don't, don't tell everybody. Yeah. They, they don't know. I called him that for years and I literally, and even if I, I, whenever I was in the same situation with like not situation but the same room with him ever like I, I couldn't I couldn't do it like because yeah. I I was confrontational with him I would always like be like yeah yeah I know what you do like you're you know it, the fact that he was just breezing through after that was like mm -hmm. what, what's going on here because I had it on good authority that you know he had done whatever yeah um to friends of ours you right. know what I mean like um so this is yeah yeah, and I think on a even more like under the microscope, like not sexually assaulting or anything, but still being like the kind of aggressive that you were talking about uh, whenever we first started this conversation, like I've definitely had to cut out friends in my life because of the way that they acted around women. And like, you know, if we just went out to, for dinner or something and, you know, them trying to pick up uh, girls or, or not being able to handle no or thinking it's a chase or just being completely oblivious to it. And us pointing it out to them that it's not okay, um, and them and them not listening, and it, it happening on a consistent basis. Like, I, I think uh, a lot of times we have to take it upon ourselves to like tell our friends, uh, "Hey, this is not it's not okay." Because a lot of times, you know, it happens to the women, and then they go home and they feel uncomfortable, but we're still around them every day. And you know, who's who's trying to keep the people around us in in check, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I would totally echo that. Like men yeah. should, we should police each other and, yeah, you know, like no, and if I, I ever see you acting out like that, like, well, first of all, if I ever see something like that occurring, oh, like you're... I'll step in physically, mm -hmm. you know, like it's, that's justified in my book and I'm not a fighter by any means, but you know, yeah, in my book, if you, if you witness something like that, you have Disgusting. every right to pull your gun out and shoot that person's head off, right? <laughs> yeah. Like if they're in the act of assaulting somebody. Oh, yeah. So, and especially if it's my mother or sister or girlfriend or whoever, close friend, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to mess you up. Let us find out. You're going to mess you up. Yeah. You're going to be wishing that you'd just gone to jail, you know? <laughs> right. Because. <laughs> uh, you'd prefer it. Yeah. I'm like, um, this is tit for tat, buddy. Mm -hmm. Eye for eye, so yeah, I will uh, act accordingly. I will render some justice on you. <laughs> yeah, tenfold. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, it's it's disgusting. Like, would you uh, go fetch my golf club bag real quick, son? <laughs> anyway, um, you want to quit talking about rape now? <laughs> like, this is terrible. Sure. Uh, so that's one of those pieces of legislation that she could have had. 15 mothers of young bright articulate boys that would have never done this to that girl yeah. in her office lobbying for this and maybe it seems like good legislation well no maybe she maybe there's underlying things she interviewed people uh all of them like several men that had been accused and which like, she should well, yeah but, but i think women it, <laughs> yeah i think this just came out today and so i'm obviously going to do some more research on it because you know i'm curious and we're talking about it now but um it seems like people are highlighting a lot more the fact that she talked with mostly men uh, rather than women. But um, maybe I don't I don't know. I, I she's not widely heralded as a great oh, no. person her, at her, her job. policies and beliefs on education um, just in general is terrible. Now, I am hoping that that some good comes out of this updated uh, Title Nine, But uh, I guess time will tell. Men just need to realize like the incredible power that we have not only physically, but just to call the shots. Like if you're, if you're an alpha male and you're going out on dates and doing all of this and like leading with charisma and confidence and energy, you can kind of enact whatever you want to enact in this world, you know, like the, cause there's weaker men and you know, uh, other men and women and all sorts of people that will follow you. They will listen to you. And it, it's, it's a lot of power that you wield and you have to be extra cushioned with that because, yeah. you know, like, I don't know, like you, you can just men back women into corners on these dates on in social interactions. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's also split second, you know, like how does the girl react when she's walking out of the bathroom at the bar during her company happy hour? And her boss is suddenly there and has two hands around her waist. And she, in the brief split second moment, doesn't know if she's about to get assaulted, promoted, uh, embraced, or what inappropriate thing is happening. And she doesn't know whether to sacrifice her perceived political and social capital in that situation and like be the spoil sport that could get their mm -hmm. you know, boss fired or be the person that, well, what are you doing in this moment? Like, if I let yeah. it go on another second, is it going to be more dangerous for me? Like, we don't have to think about that stuff ever no. and they have to think about it like every moment time. of every day yeah. like just walking in the hallway at work right so yeah yeah so uh we should assemble the the weekly catch-up podcast vigilantes yeah. and go hunt us some assaulters <laughs> <laughs> let's do it man no i mean you can't do that either i guess but yeah. man we'll get dog the bounty hunter yeah yeah I don't know. He might be in the offending group. Who knows? Probably, yeah. Geez, probably. <laughs> His name is dog. <laughs> but no, uh, like, women, we love you, man. If, uh, if any young, young men, young impressionable men are listening to this, which I feel like our demographics are starting to skew older. Yeah. <laughs> um, no means no. I don't know. Means 59. no. Yeah. Hesitation. Like not any, like if you don't have a resounding, like, yes, like, <laughs> yeah, no go, bro. Work harder. Yep. <laughs> but not on the woman that told you no yeah you know i've also been told though like they when like i told you no like i meant i meant for you to like try i meant like um you I, can be consistent and be there for someone without making sexual advances 
Yeah, and there's 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 women though that at the same time are flattered by advances, and I've personally had women that you know, and I wasn't trying anything, but said no, and I say great, and then they're like, "Well, you were supposed to keep trying, like you're supposed to," and I'm like, "Well, oh, I'm sorry, like I don't have that kind of time. Like, yeah. what what are we doing here? You know?" Yeah. I feel like we, if, we've if revealed wanna... way too much on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just that I'm just saying like cumulative it, Brad and I are negative two assaults. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. We will protect Jeez. those being assaulted if we can. Yeah. I, yeah. I will, I will go out of my way for women. I just yeah. hate that it, it's more rampant. Yeah. You, and you let us know if there's anyone in your life that's causing you grief. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. We're, we're armed and ready, ladies. <laughs> I mean, listen, I got a girl, so it's not like trying to win you over. Or <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, that's just, I don't stand for that. So. Well, right on. Um, cool, man. Yeah. You got anything else? Um, I feel like I'm starting yeah. to get a little tapped out on yeah, politics. I think so. and, uh, what, what else you got uh, coming up this week? Um, I'm going to go back to the office in the morning. Um, Put in another two solid days. I'm going to play water chase with Scott. little money round. He's trying to defend his dignity and honor on okay. Saturday. So Look forward to hearing about that. Everybody um, pray that I defend my championship there and mm. um, take him for all the money in the world. Um, so it. I'm going to do that. Got brunch with my mom and dad on Sunday for Mother's Day. We're going to go. I think we're going to go to Macero Prestonwood. Like. Out, they have a patio overlooking like a green on the golf course there, mm-hmm. and one of my mom's favorite joints. So we're gonna go do that, and um, you know, it was so funny. I Facetime Meredith. I missed her Facetime on Saturday at the park, and so I Facetimed her when I was getting ready for dinner. And you know, she's at home. They're under shelter in place till June 10, mm-hmm. another full month plus. Yeah. They've already been doing it for like eight weeks, right? And so I was like, oh, I'm just getting dressed to go, like. I'm going to go on a patio tonight. I'm, I'm going to do this thing. We're going to go sit down with friends and like have drinks and food and socialize. And mm-hmm. she just kept flipping me off. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> quit rubbing it in. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm so sunburned. I, I got to shoot golf with friends earlier. And then I went to the park and yeah. I'm just sore from all this catch with my friends. And she was like, <laughs> screw you, Bob. <laughs> oh, so, man. We hope. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but <laughs> shout out to all the DMV people that are. Truly. locked in still truly that must be a lot um because i wasn't great at social distancing like during lockdown and i'm already back at the office going out <laughs> like, yeah i want to keep it moving because we got to support local businesses people for sure um so you know how i told you that it was grizz's first listen the other day yeah she was all reacting like oh you guys have like a real rapper that like did your intro song oh yeah and i actually pulled up one says YouTube. Uh-huh. I was showing her some of the bangers. Um, <laughs> my favorite is the one where he's on top of the Kia. Yeah, yeah. Um, dripping and drowning like Aquafina or whatever. <laughs> dripping and drowning in my demeanor. That's my favorite. Yeah. And so she was like, Talented, this is man. so legit. Uh, so you've had some recent comms with him, right? Yeah, I have. Um, he actually came out with a new song last week. And um, nice. I had uh, hit him up and I told him that I would I would love to be able to to have you know more people be able to listen to this song and so he actually recorded a little uh, message for us and uh, he sent the song over our way oh nice yeah man okay yeah so 
I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, if you don't, then you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll use that to play out the podcast, I guess. Uh, okay. Uh, you want to just have instead of the outro, you want to just have his new song. Yeah, we'll have play a play us out. out. Yeah, I'd love that. You got any shout outs before we go? Um, shout out to, you know, this is teachers and nurses week. Uh, so shout out to everybody in the healthcare and education uh, professions and, um, you know, for the teachers, I, I, I know what you're going through right now. So, you know, my heart goes out to you, even though I'm in the thick of it. And obviously everybody working in the medical field, um, you guys are just, uh, real life superheroes. Thank you so much. And then, uh, again, shout out to all of the moms, all of the mother figures, anyone that is, uh, helped shape a shape a life and and been there and uh yeah we're just so grateful for you guys yeah i definitely echo that happy mother's day happy mother's day to my mom to your mom yeah um just everybody um happy birthday to your stepmom yes um big shout out shout out shelly shout out dean keep (laughs) those linkedin messages rolling buddy (laughs) (laughs) it's my favorite you want to plug uh monza's socials before we uh hear from him and hear his new hit yeah so we'll uh put his information in the show notes but if you're wanting to look at the world premiere that we're doing right now so it he it came out last week but um so we're just replaying it <laughs> i guess kind of um so his instagram is david the psalmist um and also his twitter you can yeah you just just hit him up he has a lot of different videos that he's posted um does he have a podcast too uh, he he does. He I doesn't do it weekly. Okay. Um, but we can also put that in the show notes. Okay. Well, we'll plug David. We appreciate you letting us play your new uh, jam on our show to play us out. And thanks for the the personal message. I'm anxious to hear this for the first time. Yeah, uh, David. Love you, man. Thank you so much. And everybody else, we'll catch you up next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Peace to the planet. Loves all the universe. I go by the name of David the Psalmist. I want to send a special shout out to my guys, Brad and Carson, the weekly catch up podcast. Yo, I love what you guys are doing. I'm inspired by it and please keep them coming. My brother Brad was kind enough to allow me to introduce some new music to you guys. If you're looking for some chill, inspirational, motivational, good music, you're in the right place. Without further ado, I won't talk your heads off. This song is called Hello. I hope you enjoy it. Love. Woke up this morning, started staring at the sky, caught a vibe, watching nature come alive and turn the sky blue. So many things that's on my mind, I'm about to go and take a ride, I'm hypnotized while I'm thinking about what does God do. I know he's too busy for me when he got people with diseases and other reasons he pleases trying to give him Jesus. I've been messed up all my life and every night I'm just in pieces on indicas and sativas, paying tax to Caesar. It's been so long since somebody asked me how I'm feeling, and usually when people ask me, I just say I'm chilling. And these days I'd rather have a friend to have a million so dear god if you can hear me i just want to say hello 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 i ain't got nothing to ask today just want to say hello if no one asks you how you are from the humans to the stars i'ma take this time to pause and i just want to say hello 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 you can bless somebody else today for me it's just hello if no one else is checking up then we the ones that stepping up but we just want to say what's up to you just want to say hello 
Thank you for everything you do, but I just wanna say hello. If no one else is reaching out, then I'm the one that's speaking out. Today before I leave the house, look, I just wanna say hello. I've been working super late, the moon is shining on my face, so I'm staring out in space, I feel the fresh breeze. You know I'm trying to get this cake, all these moves I'm trying to make. Take me somewhere to escape, I need some rest, please. I know that time is of the essence, it's a blessing and I'm stressing. Cause I can feel my body leaving adolescence. I know people come and go, it gets sunny then it's snow I know every time I flow I feel the spirit's presence It's been so long since somebody called me just to call Check on my mental health and if I'm off the wall And these days I'd rather have a friend than have it all So dear God if you can hear me I just wanna say hello Hello, hello I ain't got nothing to ask today, just wanna say hello If no one asks you how you are, from the humans to the stars I'ma take this time to pause and I just wanna say hello you can bless somebody else today for me it's just hello if no one else is checking up then we the ones that stepping up and we just want to say what's up to you just want to say hello 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 thank you for everything you do but i just want to say hello if no one else is reaching out then i'm the one that's speaking out today before i leave the house look i just want to say hello can help someone that needs it i just want to say hello if no one else is picking up and you could use a pick me up i figured i would hit you up today and i just say hello 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 since i'm alive and breathing i just want to say hello i thought we could shoot the breeze you already know my needs so i'm getting on my knees because i just want to say hello Hello? Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system.